0: Clubhouse. it's time for the daily review a podcast dedicated to reviews and discussion of tv movies and books look for us at daily review on facebook and twitter and dailyreview.com on the web that's d-a-l-e-y review.com this is Paul.
1: This is Caroline.
0: And tonight we're here to discuss the 14th episode of NBC's This Is Us, uh, season four. This one is called The Cabin.
1: That's a good title for this one as we spent the majority of time at The Cabin.
0: All different kinds of cabins in, all, in, in different uh, timelines. I wonder if Kevin would call his place a cabin.
1: Hmm. I bet not. I wouldn't. (laughs) Let's jump into this, Paul, with Kate and Mark. This is sort of our, like, not way, way back flashback, but just way back flashback. I have such horrible feelings about Mark. Now, the majority of people we've talked to felt that the incident between them would be a sexual assault of some sort. Yeah. Now... This situation that goes down plays out a little bit differently. I want to talk to you about just straight out of the gate, dealing with the coffee mug.
0: Well, my vote is for he broke it on purpose.
1: I know he broke it on purpose. And that is the grossest, most like sinister bullshit I can even wrap my brain around. Why would someone do that?
0: It was like he saw how much she cared about it, right? And it was like, he wants all that she can possibly care centered on him. So it can't even have any leftover for this cup that symbolizes her dad.
1: Damn. See, and I thought also it was because when he was like playing around a little bit, which I'm sorry, that would upset anybody. Anyone would raise their voice. The fact that she did raise her voice and she did kind of like try to stand her ground. Then it was like, no punishment. Now I'm going to break it. Like, had she like, I don't know, stayed very, very, very quiet. Maybe he just would have stopped. Not that that's what anyone in the world would do. I would freak out completely.
0: Dealing with a psycho bully is like lose-lose.
1: Oh my God, he's so gross. Okay, so we continue the lose-lose situation. because she's totally upset about this and wants to go and just get some firewood and try to cool out. What kind of dick do you have to be to fucking lock the door?
0: Well, the same kind that steers crazy on wet roads at night. I mean, it's the same guy that, I mean, he's willing to put you in danger to make a very petty point. That's so the gross. kind of guy he is.
1: This this whole back and forth between them. I know it started off with Mark saying like nasty stuff to her in their relationship, and she really didn't say stuff. But the way that it's elevated now, where she's like, like I'm going to take life advice from an unemployed record store cashier. This snotty little Neville that is like going up for her. And then he responds with the, like, make some s'mores and stuff your face. She's almost like participating in this bullying, too, in a way that's like, gross, you guys. Well, you That know? was
0: more like defensive bullying.
1: Dude, <laughs> he deserves everything, everything that Kate can dish out. But I'm just saying she wasn't that kind of girl before. Okay. You know, she wasn't the kind of person to say something like that. So we saw, you know, in all the previous episodes.
0: She's had her fair share of bullying and and never acted out like that.
1: Exactly. She tried to actually kind of twist it and like try to go with it. Remember with the boy at the pool? She like actually did kiss the wienery kid. Right. Just to like not be bullied. So she like has been able to handle herself a little bit. How much did you have a pit in your belly when you saw Rebecca and the boys coming to save the day and the cop says, there's a tree down and you can't even make it there tonight?
0: That had that sort of Stephen King sort of you know, I'm putting things in your way to see if you really want to get there <laughs> kind kind of stuff. So it gave us more time for Mark to do more wrong, obviously, and kind of amp up the emotions in the car. I was really surprised when they got there that Kevin was successfully kept on a leash.
1: Well, okay, so let's talk about their arrival. And they had a good cover about like, hey, we're just coming because there was a storm and we were concerned about you guys up here. That was a really good way to try to not
0: explode into the situation. Yeah, or
1: like have Kate completely freak out immediately. When she answered the door and she was being really calm and stuff and she didn't appear to have like bruises or had been crying or something like that, did you feel like, well, wait, maybe we like misunderstood what was going to go on here. Maybe something else happened. No, you were not tricked. No, this
0: was classic. You don't know him like I do, kind of stuff.
1: Oh my god! When they walk in, and Mark's like making pancakes, and he's like, "Oh, hey, your sins." So I'm like, "Oh my god!" I thought I hated this boy as much as I could hate him, but no, there was another level of hate, Paul.
0: Reserved for smug teenage assholes, you mean? Or?
1: So the freaking cable, the freaking cabin is freezing. I don't even really fully understand what happened. Now, I have cut my hand on a broken window before. I have pressed my hand against a pane of glass, trying to push a window up, and my hand went right through. Okay? I don't really get it. What was she capable of doing when she broke the window? Did she reach her hand through and somehow get the lock undone?
0: That's what I understood, was that she was letting herself back in.
1: I mean, I get that. But I'm talking about like the, the, I mean, yes, she was trying to come back in the house. But why wouldn't you break the small pane of window on the door and put your hand on the door lock?
0: Maybe... What's-his-face, Marky, was, was at the door. So maybe oh, she was... Oh, she
1: was trying to sneak around? Right. How successful could you be crawling into that window? Post breaking a small pane, let's assume you got the window open. The whole scenario felt so, like, weird. It just felt so weird. The whole thing felt so weird. That cut on her hand was so disgusting and deep and like, oh, And it was like, this just played out really, really weird. Maybe that's just Mark. Like every the cloud around Mark is weird. It gives you like a gross psycho vibe that everything that happens around it feels like who in the right mind does this?
0: Well, she must not have been. I mean, cuz she wore the gloves. She pretended that it was normal that it was cold in there. She mean she did a lot of stuff to try to lie to her family for the sake of protecting Mark.
1: Well, cuz he said he loved her.
0: As we've gone into, that's his big weapon.
1: Could you have possibly been so bold? And did you expect for Mark to actually squeal on the hand story rather than just going along with Kate's lie?
0: Um, If I was being handed an out, I would take it (laughs) because I'm a wimp (laughs) and maybe, maybe I'm smarter, but, but a wimp, maybe he's dumber and uh, braver. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe this is even scarier. Maybe he saw it in a way where he was so sure of his own rightness That he thought other sane people would see the rightness and agree and be like, well, I can see how she had all that coming. Good job, Mark. Carry on. Let's go.
1: I kind of think it's B, that like he thought somehow what he did was so justified that he could tell it straight face to her family and that they were going to be like, sure, sure, as one does. We often lock one another out as a form of uh, reinforcement. What the... Oh
0: that's sh- another kind of Stephen King villain by the way.
1: Ooh, do tell.
0: Is the guy who beats the fuck out of his family and then when is questioned about it is like, "Well, you know, and then he'll he'll like hand you a beer from his cooler and, and be like, "It's just simple family management type items that that were going wrong. I corrected it." And anyway, the game's almost on, so just treating it very casually like it's just one of the things you got to do that day is beat the shit out of your family, mow the lawn, et cetera.
1: Oh, my God. So this is totally what they look like as teenagers, huh? Or as mm. like 20-year-olds pre-family. Yeah. right. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Were you proud of Rebecca? Did you think she should have done more?
0: Keeping your kids out of a physical altercation is definitely a plus. You know, you're not trying to teach them that to hit people or anything like that. So that was all good. She managed the whole thing just with words she didn't need to threaten anything, like go get the cops she didn't need to yeah, i mean she i think marvelously handled actually
1: i'm um, I'm glad that you said that because I agree with you. she did a good job i'm um, the way that he stared her down, the way that he could look at all of them and just stare at them and have zero reaction to them, you know, he's just staring. Oh, Apollo, blood run cold.
0: That look that he gave her was, I thought, his brains finally clicking in to what was going on around him. And the suggestion then was of other gears being put in motion in his own head about, well, what's going to happen next?
1: Some messed up part of his brain seemed like it was shining through in terms of like, I really thought he was going to say something like, let's go, Kate.
0: That would have been in character, but... Yeah, I I think we are not done with Mark.
1: I think we are definitely not done with Mark, which is so messed up. I don't know how far it's going to get with Mark. Like, is he going to stalk her? Is he going to be like... Because this is a situation kind of like... Remember that movie Fear with Marky Mark? Yeah. And you get that whole weird twisted stuff with those guys who are just sort of like, give me what I own kind of thing. And like, you can't stand in the way and all this kind of stuff where... I don't even know that he loves Kate that much, or or whatever, even wants to be in this relationship that bad. But it's just like you took something from him, and only he gets to decide when shit is thrown away.
0: You should have let nature take its course.
1: Exactly. But then he says, Mister, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like freaky. I am definitely scared about Mark. I really think he's coming back. Do you think that he's going to come back, apologize to Kate in some way, and then they run off?
0: Shoot. That would be really disappointing. With what is it 15, 16, 17, 18 left in this season? Uh, jeez. there's a I guess there's enough time for that kind of shenanigans to go on, but I think it's going to be more like you said, more stalkery, more even abductee kind of like stuff. steal her, what, what? Yeah. like surprise her out in the world, and Ooh. you know, some, something, something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm freaked out. I am really shocked, as I feel like a lot of viewers are going to be that there wasn't a sexual assault that night. Like, they really, she just cut her hand like this, and then we don't have any like flash to like what actually happened between them. We just have like the morning and pancakes and answering the door. But like a whole lot had to have transpired. Do you think we go back to her calling in through the window and like more of what happened, or we just move forward?
0: I think we move forward, and I think it's um, not to shortchange sexual abuse at all, but I think it's important to show that you can fuck people up a lot of different ways.
1: Oh, I agree with you on that because let's move over to the Randall and Beth story. And we have Randall with his hand all bandaged up because you're right. There's more than one way to fuck someone up, right? So he was still showing a whole lot of signs of PTSD post burglary. Yeah. Are you worried about Randall Paul?
0: I mean, I know we're at the beginning of this conversation for this portion of the story, but given how the whole thing went and that we know that there is still the rift to come, I guess it's fair to say I I am worried about Randall because, I mean, he was ready to go back on the plane just because they weren't picking up the phone or whatever the situation was. Right. Right. Well, the
1: Wi-Fi was out. So he couldn't check the security cameras. Right. Beth and the girls went to D.C. to visit her mom.
0: That's it. That's so
1: he was supposed to be watching the cameras, as was Beth, like from afar, and you know, make sure that the house was okay. And and you know, when he couldn't, he didn't have the Wi-Fi. Then he called it to, to ask Beth to check the cameras. And when she wasn't picking up, then that was too much.
0: Right. Yeah, okay. So I didn't get the fine points there, but yes, the same, same, same concept was that. I mean, an an empty house. I mean, if there were people in it, that'd be one thing to be like checking yeah. the cameras. But empty, like, well, I mean, I don't want my shit stolen, but. It's not as bad as if people are there and I see someone, you know?
1: Agree. I definitely don't think he would have even left the house had the girls and Beth not been going to her mom's, where, like, he knows they were not left home alone in the house. You know, they would be safe elsewhere.
0: So I guess where I was going is just that this meeting in the cabin so far, I don't think it's solved shit for him.
1: Oh, no. I agree with you. Totally. I if, if the getaway was supposed to do something, I'm not so I'm not so sure where we're going, really. Let's let's set up Kevin to get to the cabin. So we have that little moment with him. He, he is leaving Madison's house. They're what not
0: done. You? They're so not
1: done. Okay, tell me. What do you think?
0: I, I think they might. I think, I think they're a decent pair. I think they got to handle it correctly. They have to go on a regular date and kind of be above board about it at some point. But yeah, I don't see why they can't be a couple. She, I don't see why.
1: Okay, so did you... A hiccup on the part where Madison called Kate like ten times and left voicemail messages.
0: Well, she she felt guilty, and she,
1: okay, she said, but not a psycho, not a weirdo, not some Kevin. Like, should still be involved with her, even though he was like, "Can we have discretion and like be cool and don't hurt my sister?" And then like she calls and calls and calls and calls. You still want Madison? Okay, Kevin? well, maybe
0: that <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a yellow card.
1: All right. Full yellow. We give her a full yellow. I she had me going there when she was like, well, let's just tell them we're in love and all that. Oh, my God. I was all I was like, oh, Jesus, this is she definitely does think they're in love, doesn't she? Well, you, and I so think you, she still kind of does. You
0: had Kevin's face then <laughs> when she said that. Did you notice his face? Was oh, like- <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That was exactly my face. I was like, oh my God. If Kate is with Psycho Mark and then now Kevin is over with Psycho Madison, like people are crazy. Crazy. Speaking of Kate, let's talk about where she sets up here. She's heading out to go to the cabin and she decides that she's going to be okay, she thinks, with leaving Toby with the baby. Did you think Kate was doing like typical mom routine about like leaving and leaving the baby, especially for what we assume is the first time? Or was she going overboard? Was she too much on Toby?
0: Well, let's see. I've had my babies for 17 years and I believe you still leave the house sort of like that. Like setting me up, making sure everything's good for me. I mean, it's really nice. I'm not complaining. I think it's wonderful. But
1: I was wondering where you were going with that.
0: I would say it's it's mom business. Like she's she's in the business of being mom at this point And he's he's still getting his business loan <laughs> to be a dad. Oh, my God.
1: Speaking of that, there were some moments with Toby when he was watching Jack that really stood out to me as like a huh. OK, so I know they have set us up that he is not bonded with Jack. No. They are not like a father-son duo in any way. In fact, he doesn't even know like what foods he likes or anything. Now, what was extra boggling is that- I didn't
0: like that part, but go on.
1: Oh, no. Tell me. Go ahead. Tell me.
0: This baby is a min of six months, somewhere in the range there. And he hasn't had enough time feeding the baby yet to have some idea what this kid eats that you don't need a list. I mean, but so, are you it, raising
1: your eyebrow at Kate? or Are you raising your eyebrow at Toby?
0: I'm, like, I'm raising my at the at the concept. I mean, is it true? Is it true he's been gone for so many feedings? That he, he, he has no idea that the stuff in the cupboards is what he eats, you know? Like,
1: Well, that's the thing. This is exactly what I'm saying to you. I'm like asking you like incredulously, like has this baby gotten to be like, which I think we're going to say like a year old, really, not six months, like more like a year, especially with what the baby size is that they're putting in front of us. Okay. Because I think he was born last May, right? Didn't it end with them having the baby, right? Yeah. So let's assume that his birthday's coming up in May. So my confusion i guess is really not a confusion of the facts they've given us it's really my interpretation so they have said to us toby doesn't know his child toby is not bonded with his child right Mm. they've said that to us yeah and then the things that you and i are picking up on that are like bothering us like you saying wait he doesn't know what food the child eats and i'm gonna say i thought it was really odd that he referred to himself as toby to the baby. Like he's like, here's my huevos Toby, which I understand is like saying this is like eggs a la Toby. But a year into parenthood, you are calling yourself dad to your baby. Yeah. You don't use your first name to your own baby. I don't know anyone who does that. But again, I have to go back and say, but they've told us that he has not had any relationship with this child. I guess we have to believe them. I mean, here's 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 what they said, and here's all the facts they're showing us. He doesn't know what he eats. He calls himself by his first name to a baby. Right.
0: <laughs> he shook his hand in that one scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very weird. Very weird. I don't even know. I. It hurts my heart. It really hurts my heart because I guess I wanted to believe that It was a lot of fuss about nothing like that. It was like, oh, he I'm sure by now he knows the baby better. But I mean, everything they pointed out was like, no, he freaking doesn't. Now, did he remember his baby CPR, his baby Heimlich maneuver?
0: Yeah, he he cleared it. And, And then he did he did the right thing by taking the baby in to get double checked, make sure everything was okay. We didn't have anything choking-related when our guys were small, but we had a couple of reasons to go see the doctor on an unplanned basis, and it was always very nerve-wracking, and especially if we ever had to do it alone.
1: You don't remember for, like, the first year, we had, like, a poster on our fireplace that was like, ahoga slash choking. Oh yeah. With like the Heimlich maneuver and like how did you do everything it was like laminated and it was like propped up on oh, like I still our remember. fireplace hard. You, you heart. do your
0: your two fingers. Look
1: at you, see? You do remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and you guys like in case you're just tuning in, we had preemies who were very, very, very sick and on oxygen and stuff like that. So, it's not crazy. And we did have people who were helping because we had three babies. So it wasn't crazy to have a poster in the living room. But Toby is just breaking my heart. This storyline is breaking my heart. That still at this point in time, he hasn't come around in a real way. I want to think that maybe after having the moment of like, Jack could have died. Jack could have just died just then. Maybe now are we finally going to have Toby say like, I do love him. I I loved him enough to save his life just now. So it turns out maybe I I can do this. I don't know, though. Do you you buy it? Like, was this a turning point or no?
0: You know, in in TV tropes, going through a... And, you know, real life too, but it works better in TV trope land when it's a grown person and a baby. Going through a a life-saving type scenario does bring you closer, right? Even... You you can probably think of lots of shows where people who weren't friends, but one ends up saving the other, they become friends by the end of that season, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, it's certainly, I, I mean, it's really sad, again, that it would take to the point of Toby having to say, this baby could have died, and so now I need to love it. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird. It's so hard to believe. It, they have changed this character so much for me. Yeah. He always seemed like such a teddy bear and so accepting and so compassionate. I don't know who he is anymore. I just, I really don't. It's well, a tough he was, story.
0: He was Kate's uh, cheerleader. He was Kate's support. And post-birth Toby is, is not those things.
1: mm So, all okay, right, we get the big three heading to the cabin. And, man, that first just, like, quick explanation of what is going wrong with Kate and Kevin. When Kevin says to Randall, yeah, Kate's husband hates her blind baby.
0: Or hates the hates their baby because he's blind. I think is what hates he
1: hates their baby because he's blind. Oh my god! I mean, I I appreciated that Kate was like God, Kevin. Right. But I mean, They're
0: very succinct.
1: <laughs> is that real? I mean, oh my! Does he? What? <laughs> what are we saying?
0: He's just working. He's just tur- he's just turning stories into bullet points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I. I uh, Okay, so big three sitting there talking and if finally the story comes dribbling out, right? Randall gets caught up in the well, why were you in LA? Wait, I thought you were in Boston, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, did you think this was this was the, the starting with, like the fuse of the big explosion?
0: I will reserve judgment that the fuse hasn't been lit. Yeah, I did think that the explosion would happen right here, right now. Maybe this is building up to be the finale. Because they've been teasing it since the mid-season finale, so maybe the rift itself has to be what happens in the last episode. But still, you can maybe get by with this first round of lying to to each other. With the, it was up to mom. We did. It was we were following mom's wishes. Probably get that once, and this was the once.
1: So then the whatever the issue is, we don't. We're just not even aware of it yet. Is that true? Like it hasn't even been.
0: That's fair. Touched on yet? I think it's going to be Rebecca related. I, I think what we predicted earlier about the the way that sometimes uh, adult children can have very divergent ideas about how to best take care of an ailing parent and that cause a rift within the family, we predicted that right away.
1: So maybe it's going to move into the actual care of Rebecca in some way. Like maybe this is the little kernel, but maybe moving forward Like you said, maybe some decisions have to start getting made or something like that. Like maybe it's not going to be a brand new subject. Maybe it's still going to revolve around Rebecca and still have to do with this health crisis. But further down the line, not the initial lying, didn't actually do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the lying
0: got them off on a bad foot.
1: It certainly did. I agree with that. Although I do have to say when they're sitting there and they're all expressing their problems – And Kate calls out Kevin on sleeping with Madison. And Randall's like, OMG, you slept with Madison? (laughs) Like, that was a refreshing Randall moment that I felt like I really needed. You know that?
0: Yeah. Have you ever participated in any kind of independent of like a school or something, but some kind of time capsule situation?
1: Oh, God, it has to be independent of school. I do think I did something with school. Does that count? (laughs)
0: Right, I'm sure there's something at Kingwood High School with some. No, I think it
1: was Foster Elementary. That, oh, yeah, ooh. So that'd be like a thousand years old now underground. I don't know what's under there. Like my the bone I chiseled to to comb my hair with. <laughs> right. right. Uh, have you ever been part of a time capsule, independent of school, Paul?
0: Negative. <laughs> we never. had. Were you a the- part of
1: a school one?
0: I do think we did one in high school, but I don't. Did? I think so.
1: Where the frig would it be buried?
0: I don't know. Oh, my God. It's probably like a Nirvana cassette tape or something was in there. Well, no, first I of
1: know. all, we didn't use cassettes. We had CDs. Okay.
0: A Nirvana CD. Be real. CD. Be
1: real. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of it. And I think it's cute that they did it with the kids. This is our uh, way, way back flashback that we had in trying to make things better between Kevin and Randall and Kate, I thought it was really sweet that they wove this story the way they did. It it was really well-crafted. You know, Randall having made the puzzle and seeing the missing piece, Kevin being pissed outside, you know, and then bringing Gus back to the time capsule story in order to fulfill what they needed to do here at the cabin and make up. I thought it was really good storytelling.
0: I liked the way that it stitched together. To echo comments from earlier this season, especially, I would have liked to see just even a sentence about the time capsule like two seasons ago, you know, something like that.
1: To be super fair, I bet if you looked back at some of those... Like when they were at the Pearson family, like summer cabin day, there could have been something in the background or there could have been something like he could have been making that puzzle or Mm -hmm. and maybe the piece was missing or something like that. Like I would not say like if I was a a betting gal, which I am, I would uh, I would say there probably was something we just weren't looking for it at the time. You know, we'd have to go back and look.
0: Listeners, if you know. Then just tell us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't make us go back and figure it out. Um, Did you like the Kevin Randall puzzle piece in the bag story? Yeah. Tell me.
0: Kevin goes through long periods of being a little jackass in in these stories and then turns out to be a pretty good kid by the end. But he has to go through those, you know, running outside moments (laughs) before he gets there.
1: I appreciated how well done this was with the idea of Jack's coffee mug shattering into a bunch of pieces to coming around to them being like 39 years old and putting a piece to complete Jack's face in the puzzle.
0: Mm. Like that's a
1: really cool parallel though, right? Do you
0: think someone put that mug back together?
1: I would like to think someone tried. You know, I mean, I assume when he left... Although, don't you know that Kate probably tried to hide the fact that that happened? So she probably just threw it away. Mm. You know, I doubt. you know, if she had, if she still had the pieces around, I could see Randall sitting there and, you know, diligently working on putting it back together. But
0: he'd be your best hope.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I don't know (laughs) (laughs) for sure. But I don't know that Kate would even I bet she threw it out in the trash or, you know, somewhere where the pieces wouldn't be available anymore in that way. Which is a shame, but but do you agree? Like the, the smashing of Jack's face and then the putting Jack's face back together was like a very sweet little parallel. We're it's booking. one.
0: It's one that I didn't see, but it's one that now that you pointed out, I do see, and, and I and I agree you that, didn't it's see a, that it's a good one.
1: I thought it was cool that Kevin had the awareness that because Randall was the only one that did that puzzle that it would be like this big victory moment to get that puzzle piece back out. Like it would be so satisfying for Randall when he got that piece back out because he would be able to complete his puzzle. And so that would feel so good. So let's like hide it from you for a while. And then when you get it out, it's going to feel spectacular.
0: You've got the idea that when Randall goes to the cabin... He has a few things that he always does, mm-hmm. regardless of what age he is. Mm-hmm. And one of puzzle. those things is do that
1: puzzle. I think so. I really think so. The fact that the, that Kate didn't even remember that puzzle existed. I mean, hilarious. And what kind of dad is Jack? That back in the day, he had their family photo made into a jigsaw puzzle.
0: That's some pretty amazing shit there. Because, I mean, think about when that would have been. Like the the early 90s or late 80s something like that this would have been like get a big picture send it away oh you know, yeah you would find have to like, the mail company. it
1: and it, everything no yeah.
0: internet to, to no. upload or anything like that no,
1: no one's uploading anything no. at this
0: point upload was the mail
1: <laughs> put it in the mail slot that's awesome yeah i thought that that was really cute I also really enjoyed the fact that Randall was the only one who put his name on the bag. So when they actually sat there to go through the bags, that they mixed up which one was Jack's and which one was Rebecca's. Did you catch that along the way?
0: Let's see if I got the punchline. The punchline was that Rebecca, they thought that Jack's had the drawing in it, but it was actually Rebecca's.
1: Right. Because she saved the drawing and put it away. Which, what do you think of the drawing?
0: It's part of what... You know, the heartbreak of Jack, right, is that he he's uh, he didn't get to finish his life. He didn't get to finish his his character arc. Uh, So that's just one of those things that was just on the shelf when he died. Right. And, And it's something that Kevin ran with, but kind of by chance. Right. That he was a wealthy enough. B, they they dug up the the time capsule. C. Rebecca saved it like all those things.
1: So you're taking that as like happenstance or you're taking no, no, that like it, that's like it's more destiny like, fate? It's more like
0: cosmic, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I thought that that was really cool. And, you know, for as much as people could feel like that was very like after school, specially that like all the puzzle pieces literally fit back together again. I think it was very plausible that that Kevin was looking for his next, like, quote unquote, project. He wanted something to do next. He he likes it out there. He wanted to sort of find himself. And he had been kind of living that, like, rural kind of life with Nikki, right? Yeah, like, he
0: spent the whole season so far living in the woods.
1: Well, that's true. That's <laughs> very true. So I, I thought it was all very plausible. And I loved that we only got, like, 10 seconds. But I love that flash forward that we actually see Kevin pulling up to the house. The house is beautiful. And it shows us the camera from the other side of him coming back in the door as opposed to before we had it earlier in the season where you saw Beth standing in the kitchen and coming to the door. But this is now from the other side and she's and she, you know, greets him from the inside. Cool. Like, I feel I feel like we're seeing the pieces coming together. You know, we're starting to get more of the story. The idea that Jack wanted to build that house for Rebecca and him to retire and live in. And then now we see that this is the house that she's in. Ooh, my heart.
0: It's got to be like a man of like 15 years that from now.
1: Well, it's hard to say because you say that, but then like he's so that would be like he'd be like 55.
0: I go by Tess, and Tess would have to be from where she is now, which which is like
1: 15 years old,
0: to having the the job as some kind of social worker adoption. See, I was kind of going with maybe
1: 10 years because she looked pretty young. Like I was going with she was like 25. It's very hard for me to okay, tell. But, but then at the same time, I think only 10 years have passed and like, look what Kevin and Randall are supposed to look like. Especially Randall. Randall looks like a grandpa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they, they, they probably aged Beth a little too much. <laughs>
1: I feel like they aged Randall a buttload. But here's the thing. I really love that we got to see the house. I really love that we got to see the initial drawing of the house. Of Jack actually sitting there drawing it. And having that overlay of the audio tape of jack actually explaining the drawing and expressing how embarrassed he was that anyone saw it and he didn't want you know anyone to see it all of that was like they just grew jack's character 10 times with him not even being alive you know
0: finding a tape like that for kids that hadn't had their dad around for 20 years would be like it'd be whatever you thought you they were going through would be Probably bigger. It just like you you had no idea to even expect that you'd ever hear your dad's voice ever again, right? Right. And they they got to.
1: That's the whole thing that my mom actually has is that she is so sad that both of her parents have passed away. And while we have her mom's voice because we had VHS, camcorder kind of things, we don't have any recordings of her dad's voice. And it's something that she felt strongly enough that she actually gave me for my birthday. It was like probably 10 years ago or maybe more uh voice recording of her like saying I love you and I'm so proud of you and that kind of thing. It's like in my jewelry box. And uh I can play it anytime and I can play it, you know, long past now. So to actually hear Jack's voice, oh my goodness. The tears I they're streaming down my little face Paul. We watched this one separately so he doesn't know that I was No. I was weeping. I was like Jack, I hear you. I hear you <laughs> I can hear your voice. It makes me so sad. It's so sad.
0: For a season where Jack has had some ups and downs being Jack Pearson. This, this, this has-
1: was a freaking, right? Like he yeah. came in like a wrecking ball on this one. <laughs> like, I mean, right. this dude hit it out of the park on this one. For sure. It it was terrific. I loved all of it.
0: I have no pointers.
1: <laughs> nice. I really love the small moments. Like I know that they have nice set design on a lot of different things, but the fact that they bothered to frame the drawing... That Jack made and hang it in basically the foyer of the cabin 2.0. Stuff like that. Oh, you got my heart, Paul. You got my heart. Because <laughs> you've got the combination of nostalgia, honoring your dad, plus great interior design. I mean, that is the trifecta for this lady.
0: You remember Remember in um, the movie uh, Boyhood? It seems like about six hours in. <laughs> and... Uh, and basically, the kid is all grown up, right? Mm-hmm. And they're at—I think his graduation uh, reception. Let's just say, and his dad is there. Ethan Hawke is there, and he is with his new fiance, wife, girlfriend, something. And he runs into the boy's grandmother, his maternal grandmother, who was his former Mm mother-in-law and she tells him how impressed she is with with where he is now from where he was it was something to the effect of you're finally ready now for what you had before right
1: oh yeah
0: that kind of reminds me of kevin a little bit when i see that okay the man he looks like he turns into was probably the man he wanted to be 20 years before that but that's not that's not how that works
1: right the dad bringing (laughs) home dinner and yeah And building a home and apparently having a kiddo and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're totally right. Which the age of that kiddo really bothers me, you know, with how much older Kevin's supposed to be. That means that whomever is having a baby or whatever he said, my fiance is like pregnant, blah, 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 having morning sickness. When he's turning 40, Mm -hmm. this is not that kid. Because that kid's only like eight or 10 at best. And we already said this has got to be further than that.
0: Right. Tess has got to finish high school, college, maybe a graduate degree. <laughs> you know, like
1: it just, I don't know. Stuff. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys would say, no, you guys, it is 10 years. He's only 50. This is what I'm supposed to believe a Hollywood actor looks like at 50. Sure. Did y'all not catch J-Lo? <laughs> uh,
0: Men are allowed to age. Haven't you seen?
1: Sure. And I would have. I would like to put my words out there. Kevin of Current Day at 38. I can appreciate that he's a handsome guy, but he doesn't I'm not turned on by him at all. Kevin at whatever he is, 50s something. Mm, I saw those grays. It was all smooth back and I was like, "Yes." I saw I See what everyone sees. I
0: saw I don't know if it was like an us weekly or what, but it was just like a little picture and it was something like Kyle Chandler shows is starting to show gray.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, you know how I'm going to feel about that.
0: Uh, probably pro.
1: <laughs> you think? Oh, that's some good That's some good stuff, Coach Goes Gray. Mm-hmm. Just a flex of gray.
0: Just Yeah, just a little. It was just a little distinguished. Around, around the, the temps. The temples.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. Were there any moments in this episode that stand out to you as either really being like, this is us at its core, the best this is us, or standing out in any kind of negative way or any kind of like new way. Like something new that they did in this episode that you were kind of surprised.
0: This is the first time that I can think of that they have used like visual effects in an episode. Like when they, when they built the cabin and they fast forwarded time and all that to kind of resemble one of those home decorating shows, you know, that, that does right? the same thing. Right. It was thing.
1: like time lapse.
0: Right. I, I can't think of another time when, when they've done that. I mean that's a that's kind of a, a lame thing to like but that's the kind of thing that I like. So <laughs> so I liked that storytelling trick to kind of sh- it was just like showing us instead of like hypothetically this is what this could look like this is like we are fast forwarding time to the to the future timeline. I liked that trick.
1: It was interesting and not something I I can remember them doing either. So I was really surprised and I thought cool, okay? Like I I'm fine with them doing stuff like that. There were a couple of other small moments, you know, within Randall's story that specifically about how he he's not doing OK when he talks about how he could have just let the mugger go, but he like needed to punch somebody like that. Yeah. Little moments that were just that were small, generally, um, or him saying to Beth, you know, now I don't have to hide this from Kate. That's great. I just have to hide it from my brother. Just listening to these like one liners, kind of just little bits of bread throughout, just Remind me how much he is worrying and has this anxiety level 24-7 about everything all the time.
0: I was thinking about him saying that the other day and how much he strives for feeling like he is in control. Mm-hmm. And then he was suddenly out of it, right? Yeah. And, but then there was this opportunity to be in control all over this guy's face, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden he had to look at control from the opposite side of the equation and pull himself back in. Right. And cause he was the one that was getting out of control, but yeah. So that was like in physically taking something and, and controlling it. The Toby stuff. Also, I can't necessarily say that I approve of where he's at in his dad journey being so behind the eight balls so far, but I can remember the, earliest times in my life being left alone with our babies. And it was kind of nerve wracking because I wasn't raised to be around little kids, you know, so I didn't have any of that babysitting or natural baby affinity or anything like that. It was all learning on the job. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I, I, I did appreciate those moments. They looked pretty familiar. That's why I thought the getting the list of favorite foods was was hopefully I mean, I'm hoping that she was just going overboard, that he would have already known that stuff.
1: I don't know. I feel so bad about it. You know, when they said that these are the foods that we know he doesn't have allergies to and then like shit gonna-
0: like he doesn't know what he's allergic to even you're assuming that his dad doesn't know what he's allergic to Bubba,
1: he didn't seem to know i mean he didn't he i mean he was annoyed at her but like he didn't i mean apparently he's not tuned in i don't know i it's, it's aggravating. men
0: for even babysitters
1: i appreciate your your concerns about this but i really do not think that she's ever left him alone i think she takes care of him all the time And I think that Toby's like super hands off. It's crazy to me. Again, it's crazy. I mean, there's no time when she slept in and he fed her had fed the baby breakfast. I mean, there's like no time that she was like sick in the last year and maybe he needed to feed the child one meal. Like never. I don't know. It's 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 not hard to understand when they told us what they did about how much Toby is not clued in, but it's just hard to stomach, really.
0: Maybe it's because our babies were not Easy babies. Our babies had reflux, and one of them had trouble with what they call the suck, swallow, breathe routine. She would forget which one to do in which order, and so, and she would gag all the time. That meant lots of feeding was was wrought with this kind of coughing and stuff like that. So all that stuff was like again very familiar <laughs> for, for me. I'm sorry he had to go through with choking. I never went with a choking baby.
1: No, but, no, I was trying. I was trying to think of like some of your funny, like lighthearted like dad oops when you were like when the kids were little do you remember when you were walking on the treadmill and you had lauren and a baby bjorn and she was like faced away from you and you had your gaming control
0: in your hand
1: and you were like playing a game and you were getting a little fast and furious and she put her hand up on the Control. Now remember our baby is blind and deaf and so she puts her hand up and somehow he, you like did the toggle in some way where it like pinched her finger and yeah. she like squawked. Her
0: little her little thumb got wedged in between the joystick and the assembly. So when I pulled back on it it pinched her little finger in there. And yeah. The baby that, screeches. That experiment ended. <laughs>
1: Really, you were bold at AF that you were walking on a baby Bjorn with a baby Bjorn strapped to you. Just that is like brave because you could have fallen. But then, additionally, like you're not even holding on. You're also playing a video game. Like
0: and she was probably on oxygen at the time. She
1: probably was. <laughs> like, you're like, wow. So yeah, like, you guys, we're kind of like kinda, I gotta
0: play Madden. We're kind of up
1: beasts, yo. Like we're just like we got to keep moving. We got to keep doing. We got to keep doing us, you know, despite what's going on here. <laughs> Well, on that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode of This Is Us. I really enjoyed the weaving of the stories of the flashbacks. I think this was one of the very first episodes this season that really felt so solid in the storytelling and really did a terrific job. We've been kind of complaining about flashbacks not fitting in, not making sense, seeming off. And this one was just like spot on. So,
0: yeah, this one nailed it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Thanks a lot. Join us on our new venture called Pod Clubhouse. Come on over and listen to more podcasts from a variety of collaborating podcasters.
1: Thanks for listening, pod people. Thanks for listening to my mom and dad. You
0: don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just go home,
1: folks.